Hi, everyone. I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is episode four of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the first few episodes of the show. So far, the feedback's been great, and the students and I really appreciate everyone who's taken the time to tune in. For those who are listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Each episode consists of audio portraits, or oral history-style interviews, that explore the topic of home. It includes soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to explore a particular place, communicating its importance to the composer. And we typically end the episode with a short podcast, which comes in a variety of audio formats, usually a host-led exploration of the topic of isolation, which we all know too well as a result of our lockdown experiences. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and all of them are produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in Comms 4501 Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop in the communication and media studies program. In the last episode, we listened to some great projects by Nicole Ganado, Yasmin Jameson, Ian McRae, and Wendy Bocada. We have another round of great projects this time as well, but before we listen to them, we'll pause for a quick announcement by Megan Linton. Megan is a Master's of Public Policy student here at Carleton University who's working alongside data studies professor Dr. Tracy Lorio on the Tracing COVID Data Project. The group is recruiting participants to help build a database that fills in missing information on disability institutions here in Ottawa and across the province of Ontario. I'll let Megan tell you a little bit more about what it is and how it works. My name is Megan, and I'm with the Tracing COVID Data Project. Disabled people have been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19, but an ongoing data gap of disability institutions makes it difficult to understand the impact and accurately prioritize vaccination. We need you to come help us hack the data gap. Join us on Sunday from 1 to 4. If you enjoy falling down an internet rabbit hole, hunting for information online, and know your way around a spreadsheet, we need you. Orientation and instructions will be provided. And though I'll be snacking on a donut and coffee, you will have to provide your own. Um, you can find more information on datalibra.ca. That's D-A-T-A-L-I-B-R-E dot C-A. Thanks. As Megan says, anyone who can use the internet or a spreadsheet is welcome. Check out datalibre.ca to learn more, and I encourage you to be in touch with Megan and Dr. Lorio if you're interested in participating.
Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to two audio portraits and three soundscape compositions. Five projects in total. The audio portraits are by Megan Daher and Iman Hersey, and both are on the topic of home. Megan spoke with her father, Rad, who migrated from Syria to Canada many years ago. And Iman spoke with her sister, who thinks of home as a sensory space. And the soundscape compositions are by Kathy Hammond, Hannah Calmisto, and Calvin Yu. All three projects are thoughtful meditations on particular spaces through sound and listening. Kathy uses sound to think about the spaces of her childhood home and how much it's changed since she's lived elsewhere. Hannah explores some of the meaningful moments that she and her grandmother share since they've been living together through the pandemic. And Calvin explores a typical morning in his neighborhood in Taiwan, since he's also been home because of the pandemic as well. Let's start with Megan's piece, which is titled Home Away From Home. And I'll introduce it using Megan's own words. Megan says, quote, This is an audio portrait of my father, Rad Deher. He was born in Syria and moved to Canada when he was 18. He comes from a family of eight siblings and traveled here to start a life of his own where opportunity was visible. Trilingual, my father speaks fluent Arabic, English, and French and worked in the restaurant industry for over 35 years. He's been married to my mom for over 30 years and has taught me the values of living, not existing. He's my whole world and I hope you enjoy this recording. Three different words when I think of home. That's a tough question. Like, how could you? <laughs> I can't answer that question with, with with three words. It's hard when you when you live in two cultures. It's hard to define which is which. When you live in two cultures, you have two two. You have two different perspectives. You can't say one is better than the other. Where I feel most comfortable the most is Canada. I call, I call it home. Again, when I was like 18, I'm 66 now, so you do the math. It was a shock in the beginning. Almost everything seems to be different than things that I was used to in Syria. From food to, to social activities to weather, it was, it, was, uh, it was totally different. It took a while to adjust. The weather in Syria is absolutely something different than what it is here in Canada. And this is the, the thing that I, I really have a hard time getting used to still after all these years being here over what. And I still find the weather in Canada doesn't matter whether whether it's summer or, or you don't see the four seasons. You know, I miss the four seasons that I was used to back where I come from. What's in common and, and is is the middle ground. Like I will take the best of what I thought I had in Syria and the best that Canada offers, I mix them together and it makes me feel, you know, as a whole. And uh, I also miss the, the freshness of the fruits in Syria that, that I used to have. But you can tell they're not as fresh and they don't taste as good. And the family life was was very good. I, I miss I miss the whole social events, Christmas, Easter, the stories that 
we were told by my father and mother when we were young to sit around the fire in the winter and eat chestnuts and laugh and listen to my father's stories. With my friends, my school friends sometimes, they come to my mind. And yeah, that is very well missed, actually. I've been in Canada for such a long time that I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I consider to be home. Now that I have mixed with the culture, I feel a lot more comfortable. You get so many things that are available here that I wouldn't dream to be able to have in my place of birth. Opportunities, equalities, social justice. But the first three words that come, I miss home. But, you know, you get used to the to the culture here, so you, you, you blend with it. Next up is Iman's audio portrait, which consists of an interview with her sister on the topic of home. For Iman's sister, home is a space that can be sensed. It's a cultural space filled with different tastes and smells, sometimes food, sometimes the outdoors, sometimes particular moments of celebration. It's a great interview, and I imagine there are a lot of ideas in it that can resonate with many of us. So for me, home means walking to a safe space that smells of all my favorite meals. It's the smell of cultural, or the cultural aroma that makes me feel at home whenever I enter or I leave the house. Um, when I was younger, I really didn't like leaving the house smelling of food, so I always used to have body spray on me at like all times to make sure the smell disappeared. But now as an adult, I'm actually realizing that smell is a constant reminder that someone at home um, is making a meal with love. Um, growing up, home meant a place to come back to after a long day riding bikes, making memories uh, with neighborhood friends. And then, you know, my mom reminding me at the end of the day to take a shower because I smell like outside. Um, Growing up also meant, you know, fighting with my sisters, bickering with them, uh, like who has to get out of the shower first? um, And I mean, who stole your top that you didn't even get to wear? Um, So a memory that sticks really um, deeply with me when I think about home is um, Ramadan. So this is a a month where we um, connect with our spirituality and spend time with family and friends. And so I often go back into this place growing up where my siblings and I would take turns, you know, helping my mom prepare the meals, uh, the appetizers, the, the main course meals, the desserts. And my favorite memory truly is, you know, um, trying to do some sort of survey once a week to figure out who, what kind of takeout we would want. Cause that was like a celebratory thing. Um, and you know, figure out, Oh, like, do we want, um, Indian food tonight? Do we want Afghani food? Do we want Lebanese? So it would kind of be a fun thing, a game to play at home. Um, and like during this time we gather around the dinner table, kitchen table, anywhere that you can find a spot. Um, and another memory that is like close to me uh is that you know my mom likes to also involve our neighbors in this time of month um so you know my sisters and I would like have to do rock paper scissors on who would take the appetizers to the neighbor's house like having family over it's the loud noises and like the late nights and the laughter and the sharing your meals together uh making sure that no one actually ate alone and it was you know bringing your community and your family together 
COVID reality. And so home now is a different type of feeling. Next up is our first soundscape composition by Kathy Hammond. Kathy returns to her parents' home for the first time in a while, and she quickly realizes how much it's changed while she's been away. It's a spring visit, which is itself a time of seasonal change. So in this project, which is appropriately titled Change, Kathy explores this idea using the sounds of her old stomping ground. Enjoy. Whenever I head home to visit my parents, I always like to take our family dog, Betsy, out for a walk. This time, a few things struck me and it really sunk in how far I've come since I lived here full time and just how much the neighborhood has changed. I step out the front door, closing the door behind me. I first notice that our neighbor has posted a for sale sign on his front lawn. It creaks eerily in the wind. This neighborhood is always so quiet, but it sounds and sights like these that remind me how much has changed and will continue to change. I stand and listen for a moment, hearing the sounds of spring begin to creep in. Birds chirping, snow melting and dripping down the drain. As I walk down the driveway, I walk right through a puddle of melted snow. And I make my way down to the park beside my old elementary school, listening to the sound of melting snow as the water runs into the drains. The park by the school sits almost empty, the metal swing set clanking against itself. The school bell rings for recess, and kids pour out of the doors, and suddenly the park is filled with noise. Familiar noise. As I make my way back home, the sounds of the school and the kids playing fade. I soon hear the creaky for sale sign again, and the snow melting down the drain. To me, all of these are sounds of change. To the people who live here, they're simply ordinary. These are sounds I heard every day for the first 18 years of my life. Most of the people I grew up with have since moved away and their parents have sold their houses with creaky for sale signs in the front yard. But now, as I visit for the weekend, All they remind me of is that this neighborhood I once knew so well is completely different. Hi, my name is Hannah, and for this soundscape composition, I explored the sounds in my nanny's home. My nanny, or my grandma, is one of my favorite people in the entire world, and her home has always been a place of comfort for me. And since moving in with her due to the pandemic, I have found her home to be full of familiar sounds to explore. This is me, coming into my nanny's house after a walk. Hi, nanny. 
Calling out to her like that has become reflex now, whether I'm coming in from outside or approaching where she is in the house, as she always has the TV or radio on. One of the first sounds you hear when you walk in the front door of her house is the ticking of a light timer in the front hall. This timer is exceptionally loud for some reason, which is probably why it has stuck with me as the sound of her home. Since moving in with my nanny due to the pandemic, I've realized that there are a lot of sounds that I've unknowingly associated with her and her place. In my lifetime, my nanny has lived in a variety of different spaces, from 34 Almond, where my mom and her brothers grew up, to the condo where she lived most of my childhood, and to now, a semi near my parents' house, each has felt like the same place, my nanny's house. What you doing? Oh, I'm just washing up a few dishes here. Get it cleaned up wherever I'm having. Sit here for a while. Gotta put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. Anyway, there's not many of them, so. Are you ready for our afternoon drink? I sure am. Or evening drink, I should say. Yeah, yes, I prefer <laughs> evening drinks than afternoon drinks. You know. Fair. Uh, you know, um, pre-dinner cocktails, maybe. Yeah, that's definitely more appropriate than uh, afternoon. Mm -hmm. sound that is quintessentially my nanny is the clinking of her daily bell scotch and ice cubes. For as long as I can remember, her one glass of scotch has been a staple in her evening routine, and living with her now, things are no different. This is us sitting down for our evening drink, except as you'll hear with the opening of the can, I have a gin and tonic, as straight scotch is way out of my league. My nanny's house phone is a sound that I have heard a lot in her home, even more now since living with her. She's a very popular lady, although I'm sure she would beg to differ. I get better answer that. She's one of the only people I know with a house phone, and it's always ringing with either family or friends Hello. on the other line. Oh, Paul. Hey, you got back to me quickly. Yeah, I got your message. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want is fine. Pink and purple sounds great. While waiting for her to come back, another sound that I remembered always associating with her is the CBC The World This Hour sound. From CBC News, The World This Hour, I'm Blake Prendergast. For the longest time, I had no context for this particular chime. She always had a radio on. Now I know it's usually CBC or 96.3 Classical FM. Sorry about that. I was Paul again asking more questions about the dog coat. That's okay. 
Even though my nanny loves her traditional media like the radio, she does her best to be tech savvy. And she does have a Google Home now. And that is what we are listening to as we sip our evening drinks. Ready to cheers? I'm ready for a drink. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I want to put some music on. Mm. Yeah, hey Google, uh, play the uh, Gordy album um, Don Quixote. Playing the album Don Quixote on YouTube Music. If it was not for the pandemic, I would be living in Ottawa, and as a result, would not be nearly as close to home as I am right now. So in a way, I am grateful, as this time is invaluable to me, as it has also led me to have a newfound appreciation for the sounds of my nanny's place, and despite the circumstances, to cherish the time living with her now. Hi, this is Calvin, and first of all, thank you for giving the extension. This project is basically exploring the things I used to do when I was young because I have left Taiwan for a long time. And this is the longest time that I stayed at home. So I decided to capture the sound in order to memorize the food, the place, and the people uh, I met in Taiwan before. And... I captured the sound during the walk and the conversation with the boss of the breakfast shop and the sounds that I heard in the park. Hope you all enjoy it. Thank you. This sound is my grandmother. She is chanting every morning, and it becomes the alarm that wakes me up every day since I have been back to Taiwan. This is also the longest time I stayed at home since I moved to Canada five years ago. In Taiwan, there is our tradition to have breakfast outside. So I put on my clothes, zip up, at 6.30 a.m., walking to the breakfast restaurant. The weather is pretty good. The pale pink light of dawn is pretty on the sky, and birds are tweeting. I mean the real tweeting. I walk through the street. This is the shortcut from my home to the breakfast. My grandfather found this. He used to take me and my brother to this restaurant. I ordered the omelette and the ice soy milk with no sugar. These are the two dishes I ordered the most when I was young. It tasted good just like a few years ago. It feels sort of unreal. Everything is happening in front of my eyes, which is no different from my childhood. However, the current owner is the second generation. His father passed away and left this restaurant to him a few years ago. Then I realized the thing must still exist, but people are not.
After the breakfast, I did not go home directly, but walked to the park where my grandfather usually took me to. It is Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. It was built for memorizing the former president, and now it became the public exercising playground for those elders who retired. I am walking through the park. People are dancing, doing Tai Chi, and feeding penguins. I think March is the most comfortable time in Taiwan because it is not too hot and does not rain that much. There is a traditional Chinese-style bridge built in the middle of the lake. I walk to there, hear the water gurgling, and I am standing on the middle of the bridge, watching and experiencing the environment. Suddenly, a memory recalls me back because the position I stand was where my grandfather used to stand. He always told me many stories and history about this country, this city, and this park. These stories are inscribing in my mind because he always repeated the same story to me again and again. But now, I will never have a chance to listen to him anymore. For me, home is still the home. Everything is still as same as before. But everything is not as same as before anymore. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode of The Place of Sound. I hope you've enjoyed some of the stories you heard, and I can promise that there's so much more just like this in future episodes. To hear them, tune in to CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m., browse the archive on ckcufm.com, or visit the website at theplaceofsound.ca.